Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, guys. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Raw after mania. Oh boy. They have really uh, uh, brought it back together, creatively inspired, magnificent show. Larson, don't you agree? It blew. <laughs> You got your fan going on there? Your paper's waving around. Yeah, I got my fan right there. Your fan's blowing. Yeah. Not as hard as Raw Blue, though. <laughs> wow. Dreadful. Dreadful. All the goodwill they had coming out of WrestleMania. One of the best WrestleManias ever. You can make the case the best. And they drop a turd. Absolute. Complete. Turd. I like being positive. I like watching my wrestling programming. About 20 minutes into Raw, I got the Raw headache. You know what I'm talking I about. You're, you're talking. sitting there. And it's hitting you that what you're about to witness is going to not be great. You're in for a long night, a slog. Sure enough, that's what you got. And it's just, for me, it was right here, right in my temple, right there. Just throbbing. That's the worst. Just throbbing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I can't wait till this is over. I can go have a snack, relax. <sighs> It'll be over soon enough, my friend. Um, I feel you. I thought it was, I, I, you know, I had my hopes kind of up when it started out, Lashley showing up, and, uh, you know, he throttles Riddle. They go at it in the ring, and basically, uh, I don't know whose uh, bowl of cereal Riddle took a crap in, but Lashley really gave him uh, the business. And, he did. Uh, he did. And, and then from there on out, I, I liked Charlotte's promo. I thought, okay, so her gimmick now is going to be just the most Charlotte possible. Yeah, she, Charlotte turned to eleven. She Charlotte 12, turned to twelve. Yeah, you know, yeah. Was, I don't know. I, I felt like if like it was bookended by decent stuff, but there was stuff in the middle. I was like, I've kind of lost track with what's going on here. Yeah, like she took some tangents and then she brought it back around. It was you know, really the opportunity long. stuff. It was really long. The opportunity stuff was good. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, and then I texted you right as she. Pretty much as soon as she was done talking, I saw the women's rematch was next. The Oscar versus Rhea uh, was next. I was like, oh, 100% she's interfering in this. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, there's like just structurally, I felt like the show can be would have been improved somewhat by just moving some things around. Imagine you have mm. how it opened. You have Riddle and Lashley. Mm -hmm. Right after la that, Lashley's like, all right, celebrate me. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling great. Celebrate mm -hmm. me. And then you have the stuff setting up the main event. So mm -hmm. then you have the duration of the, re the rest of the show to do something maybe interesting. To build to that main event, mm -hmm. you get the whole three hours roughly to build to that main event. Imagine this: that if Charlotte, if Charlotte had come out and interfered at the end of Rhea versus Oscar, grab the mic, start dropping that promo in a truncated form, and while still kind of beating up Rhea and Oscar, 
that would have been impactful. Yeah, that could have been pretty cool. That could have been cool. So, I mean, just like some structural things, you rearrange things a little bit, you get more impactful stuff happening. You allow yourself more up, more, more breathing room to tell some stories as opposed to announce your main event at the beginning of the third hour of the show and have like a or uh, a, a, a Orton promo that build to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to get excited for the main event? The main event was fine. It was a perfectly fun match. Crack me up about a uh, crack me up. I, I, I like the main event. I thought it was short. That was cool. Uh, Orton's promo uh, leading to the main event. What did he say? I've been distracted by the fiend for how many months? Six months, he said. Six months. And he said, and then they just disappear, but they've been on the show. They had already been on the show, or Alexa had already yeah. been on the show. Well, I guess he meant from his 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 tunnel vision. You know? I guess so, yeah. I just I feel like... Uh, but here's the thing. When he said that, the first thing that popped in my head is like, oh, Bray's going to interfere. Oh really? You know, it, oh yeah. No, to me it was writing. Dis- it was. It was okay. So we can talk about this really quick because I like that I sort of got this right. Fightful, select. Oh yeah, that yeah. They're terrific. Go check them out. Go subscribe. Yeah, go apparently, subscribe. To Fightful Select, absolute best. Apparently, uh, they just uh, like broke some sort of record for a number of subs. So everybody's flocking to Fightful, and it's great. So yeah. this is what I got in my in my inbox today from Fightful Select. Fightful has learned that the plan as of Friday before WrestleMania was for The Fiend to go over in the match at WrestleMania. That's all sense. However, it was changed over the weekend to Randy Orton emerging victorious. There was never a plan in order for a Firefly Funhouse match, and beyond that, those associated with the angle were never given an endgame at any point, outside of the fact that it would write Orton off of television for a good period of time. A surprise finish was pitched over the weekend and we're told Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon were instrumental in the change and the decision-making associated. We were told that management seemed happy with the finish as it played out, but talent we're heard, we've heard from were exceedingly, exceedingly confused. Yeah, here's the thing about that. Like, if Orton had won tonight, I'd be like, okay. They didn't want Orton to lose at Mania then to, only to come to Raw the next night and pick up the win. Uh, and, and get a title shot. I, I mean, still, I don't think it was a wise idea to have Orton win, even if that was a logic behind it. But at least there's a logic behind it. Some logic behind it. I'm just, I mean, it's, it's like, okay, you're going to have Randy Orton win this feud? All right, I guess so. I mm. wonder if Bray Wyatt, you would think, in order for a man not to go insane, <clears throat> understands that whatever feud he gets the fiend into, it's... Like, because I was saying this earlier, I was like, I imagine that they probably just say, hey, Bray, here's the deal. This is who you're going to be with next. You figure it out. But this is and and you get to win or this person gets to win. In the case of Goldberg, it was Fiend was going to win. Goldberg comes in. We had heard this. Goldberg came in, said, I'm not that doesn't work for me, brother. And then and so Fiend just had to roll with it. Bray Wyatt just had to roll with it. Okay, well, Goldberg wins. I'll incorporate that into my story in order for him not to go insane. He has to take these just illogical changes in plans and just roll with them. And and tonight he just said reset. Yes, exactly. Because what else can you do? And Orton in one promo said, man, I've been doing this for six months. Well, you know, got to move on now. They've disappeared yeah. from my from my view. So, I mean, it's one RKO. He's out of it. He runs away. And that's it. After six months. No, after four Years you can take Four the long years, yeah, yeah. like yeah. they had a real opportunity. Not surprised they didn't capitalize on it. Real opportunity to take what happened at Mania 33, it was horrible, and find a way to at least try to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even feel like they bothered doing that, yeah. But Bray Maybe rolls with because it because they, they've yeah. got this, they've got this Alexa stuff, and that is in my, I mean, for me, it's 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 interesting stuff. I'm curious to see where it goes, I'm curious to see what they what, what Bray does from here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like, man, we went through that whole thing, which admittedly has some cool moments. He said, he set a man on fire, um, had some cool moments and, and they just sort of, wow. Yeah, pal, we got to get the RKO in there, which is all I can imagine. You, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, no. the discussion is, oh, you know, oh, we got to get that big RKO in there. People love the RKO. Got to get the RKO and then the pin and that's it. And he's like, okay, all right, well, let's see what I can do with that. I mean, even when Goldberg won, he was able to come up with a justification. Uh, you know, basically, I'm fine sacrificing the title so I can go after John Cena. 
you know, yeah. and and get and this guy uh, uh, out of my my uh, my history. The, the thing has been weighing on my shoulders since then. Um, yeah. yeah, I I, I don't, dude. I don't even know if switching stuff around would have really saved the show. Saved but the you show. take moments. You take moments and could potentially improve them, or at least you give could the improve show them. But the, the bottom line flow. is, we just had two days of WrestleMania and I'm not like I whatever they do with fans or without fans that's up that's on them and and whatever arrangements they can make with with the uh, uh, municipalities and whatnot getting fans yeah. back we had two days of fans and I don't I mean, look would fans have made a difference I think it would have even though with the show we got I think fans would have made a difference because there was an energy there's an energy to it now would it have made it all that better maybe not. But going from having all those people there to back to Thunderdome, where it's this shit and that shit and thumbs up. I mean, what I saw, what I saw on TV today, thirty minutes in the show, they would bust the beach balls out, man. Yeah, maybe, but I just think that you can't go from the emotion of what we got over the last two days back to Thunderdome, and it's just, it's just, it's all piped in and it's low energy and it's just crap. And it's just it's like, you know, back to back to Jilly, silly gym workouts, as Dave Meltzer once described the performance center stuff. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I don't I, I don't think fans could have saved fans in attendance could save this show from still being not good. Mm-hmm. But I think if they had put forth an interesting effort creatively uh, in even in an empty arena, it would have been obviously vastly better. I mean, I think that when it comes down to it, you have bad creative fans there or not. The show's not going to be great. Yeah. I mean, regardless, regardless, we're coming off two days that were pretty damn good. And yeah. and if we had those two days in an empty arena, I still would have thought it would suck because the fans wouldn't have been there and the fans added a lot. And so you go from that, you go to this and it's like, yeah, the creative sucked. But like you're also dealing with no energy from the fans. And we just got that. and It was awesome. And so I do think that has to play with it. That, that does have something to do with it. Um, it's just, uh, it's just, it, 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 you know, it is what it is. Let's talk about it the new announced team, Adnan Verk, uh, mm-hmm. uh, stepping in for uh, Tom Phillips now. Uh, Corey Graves added to the team. He, Corey Graves is like the MVP of announcing tonight because he was doing a lot of the play-by-play stuff. He was sort of guiding Adnan Kirk, uh, Kirk Verk, Verk, Verk. Verk. Adnan Verk. Adnan Verk. Um, and uh, and I thought that I liked, I appreciated that he brought sort of the sports broadcasters, uh, uh, you know, uh, atmosphere to it. Um, you know, not everybody can be Excalibur where, you know, every single individual name is is known and, and thrown out there. I do think that's... All the some, moves and where they wrestled before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of that, yeah, the, move, the, name, the moves, of the, uh, the names of the moves. Yeah. Uh, I do think that 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 is probably something that Vince and company shouldn't overlook in terms of what they should value for play by play when play by play is supposed to be calling the the moves and and what they are. Um, He he started out a little bit nervous because he was talking a mile a minute. Um, but he seemed to calm down a little bit throughout the episode. It'll, It'll be interesting to see if they give him time to, uh, to develop, uh, uh, you know, I, it was funny because like the literally like the set, second or third sentence he said, he cut off halfway through, and I can guarantee it's because somebody started shouting in his ear. <laughs> I yeah, can guarantee there was one for that. Corey where Corey was mid sentence and he stopped, probably because he was getting directions. <laughs> he was getting somebody shouting during the, in his the ear. opening bell. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it it was a bit of a bumpy start, um, but I think you know after the first match. They found a decent rhythm, and 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 Adnan will will improve with time and more repetition. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he by any stretch took away from the show. So uh, let's talk about the main event thing. Um, so we've been wondering who is going to, going to fill out the ranks of the Hurt Business now that Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin Benjamin sorry uh, are uh, uh, jobbing out to the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and we may have got our answer um, at the end of the show. So after Drew wins a triple threat match, he's going to get a title shot against Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, Mace T-Bar, still in the retribution gear, hit the ring, hit Drew with a double choke slam. Uh, 
leave the ring and stand at the foot of the ramp while MVP takes it all in at the top of the stage. Um, you know, and, and, and commentary was more or less saying, what's going on? Does MVP know about this? Well, M- MVP is up there with kind of a smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. Ever so sl- subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame that we didn't get the moment where, where Dijak and Dio Madden take their masks off. Look towards MVP. MVP gives him a nod. That's all you really need mm-hmm, yeah. for tonight. Um, so that Dijak and, and, and Dio can separate themselves from retribution. Because that's done. Uh, find their own identities as Dijak and Dio um, without the baggage of retribution. Because that thing was messed up from the very beginning. And find a way to bring them into the Hurt Business if that is indeed what is happening. Completely. Um, but it's, we didn't get that. I imagine we'll have an extended 15 minute promo from MVP and then, uh, Dijak and Madden, uh, explaining in great detail why they did what they did. And we don't really need that. You just need them essentially saying, all right, we learned the hard way that this is a business and we got to be business people. And when you're a business, you know, if you're here and you want to do business, you go to the hurt business. That's all you really need. Yeah, I doubt we're going to get that, to be honest with you. I think they're just going to stay in their retribution outfits and, and and just sort of, and, and it'll be nebulous for the next like three months as to whether or not they're actually in Hurt Business. <laughs> and then they won't be for sure. <laughs> and then they definitely won't be. I don't know, because that's how they do. They do like a lot of things half in, half out. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not optimistic that we're going to get any cool moments like that because I'd love to see them throw their masks down. That'd be rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just don't know that's going to happen. Uh, they're they're going to still be in their retribution gear. Probably. <laughs> Even though they're not in retribution be Mason anymore. T-bar. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. I think that'd be cool. I think they should do it. I think they should have the moment where, you know, hey, my name's, hey, I'm, Do- uh, what's the name? Dominic Dijakovic. I'm an Arby's guy. I'm an Arby's guy. <laughs> I just want some fries. <laughs> That that popped me more than anything. There's the Arby's commercial where the Arby's guy. It's because (laughs) because he was. It was the that Arby's guy voice is so great. We have the meats. I just Uh, want some fries. Good, good stuff. Um, uh, Assassin RKO says no way they're staying in those outfits. Guarantee they show up in in suits next week. Man, all my confidence points. And hey, I'm terrible at predictions, thing. but all my confidence it's, points are in they be, they're being in retribution outfits. It's either they're going to be in retribution gear or they're going to be in suits. But it's probably 90% sure there's zero explanation for why they're there. <laughs> See, dude, here's the thing. I That's one of those things where I'm okay if they actually show up in suits. I can fill in the blanks myself. It's just this is WWE. It's going to be they're going to have their retribution outfits on it like for another five years. Because they're Probably, weird like that. They don't. They don't like to change things. You know. I mean, at least Cedric. At do. least Cedric and Shelton weren't wearing hurt business gear. At least they were wearing. It was still the same colors. Uh, it was the black and gold, but they weren't. It wasn't branded hurt business. So at least they had that. At least they had that. Again, it just puts a massive spotlight on why did you break them up in the first place? I know. I know. Um, but yeah, no retribution. You can make them actual, you know, like three dimensional characters, having them take off their masks and saying, you know what? Like we tried it. We tried going against the business. Now we're with the business. We're worth the hurt business. You know, that's great. That's awesome. Will they do it? I hope they have three hours. They should. (laughs) You got three hours. (laughs) Well, they'll do it and they'll recap it twice in the same episode, Steve. I'd be day. Hey, you know what? That's fine. Recap it five times. Just do it. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, so uh, let's just go ahead and kick this thing off. <clears throat> let's talk about uh, Lashley's awesome orange suit he was wearing at the beginning of the show. It was awesome. That thing was amazing. It was like creamsicles. Great. 
so he walks in. He's congratulated by a few people. And then Riddle comes riding up on his scooter. Lashley talks him. They're sort of not on the same page because Riddle's like, you know, he's, 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 he's doing his Riddle thing. And Lashley talks some shit to him. Says he's here to talk to the WWE Universe and celebrate his victory. And that's it. Riddle's beneath him. And then Riddle starts doing some verbatim quotes of Lashley's own words from the past few weeks and months. Uh, talking about opportunities and title shots. And anybody can, can get a title shot, et cetera, et cetera. Lashley doesn't like hearing his own words used against him. So he smacked him down, says, you're a loser and I'm a winner and I'm going to show you the difference. Uh, and uh, uh, and that then, was that. yeah, that was that. Then we get uh, uh, Adnan Verk introduced along with Corey let's Graves, about, who's now on Raw. Let's talk about the new Thunderdome setup. So it's in the Jungling Center at University of South Florida. It's mm-hmm. a smaller venue, I read on Twitter, and therefore the entry ramp is narrower. It doesn't feel like the Trons is wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it looked pretty cool because they have the panels of LEDs lined up right against the perimeter of the ramp. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I thought it looked great. Yeah, it looked it looked better. It's still just Thunderdome. So, I don't know. I could I could just want fans to be back. Uh, and then we kicked off with Lashley versus Riddle. Um, and I made a note of this. So, Verk started talking about Lashley wanting vengeance. And at that point, he seemed to be quickly shut down in his ear because he stops a thought mid-sentence. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, but, yeah, Lashley just manhandles Riddle outside the ring before the bell even destroys rings. Him. Just destroys absolutely him. destroys him. In the ring, uh, Ref makes sure Riddle is conscious, and, and he says, yeah, ring the bell. So they do. He just gets murdered. Uh, at one point, Lashley press slams Riddle over the barricade. We go to commercial. Uh, Riddle really gets in the bare minimum of offense in here. I know he got in, like, a, a knee strike. Maybe a couple other things. Lashley turns around into a hurt lock, taps him out for the win. Mm-hmm. After that, we had a Rhea and Asuka Mania recap, followed by a Rhea interview. Uh, as mentioned uh, before we got started, this definitely seemed like a situation. Because Rhea can handle herself on the mic well. We've seen She's it. decent on the mic. We've seen We've it. seen her do some good mic work. We've seen it. This seemed like a situation where they were like, hey, we got this promo for you like right before she has to do it. Here we have cue cards for you or something. Rhea, we've got this great phrase for you. Brutal world order. Get it? It's like new, but it's brutal. Brutal world. What? Brutal world order. It's pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It wasn't a great promo. It wasn't a great great script. Anyways, she's talking about uh, how do you feel? Your first tile defense. He's talking about confidence. That confidence led her to challenge Oscar. It's gonna let her to beat Oscar and become champ. Um, and uh, she'll prove tonight that she's ready for Oscar. Uh, after that, we had uh, Prime Alexander and Shelton Benjamin versus the returning War Raiders. Nice to see uh, uh, Hanson back. Yeah, and Ray Rowe. Ivar, that's his name. Ivar, and then Eric. Eric and Ivar. Yeah. You can call him Hanson and, and Ray Row. <laughs> uh, War Machine. Let's call him War Machine. So yeah, War Machine. I'll just go to War Machine. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this was a uh, Shelton for a spell was, uh, or I'm sorry, both the uh, Alexander. I don't even know them. I mean, it's just Alexander and Benjamin, I guess. Uh, uh, have Eric isolated for a spell. He gets a tag in for Hanson. He's able to just go off. Uh, Shelton yeah. at one point is able to tag Cedric in, but that doesn't really matter. He ends up getting hit with a Viking experience for three. War Raiders pick yeah. up the win. Good man. I mean, it's a fun match, though. Yeah, I just don't want this to be the the the, the fate of Cedric and Shelton. Mm-hmm. Now that they're away from the Hurt Business is just to start losing all sorts of tag matches. Yeah, I do. They need, man, god dang, they need a story with these guys. They need a story, and it can't just be fade into oblivion. That's I mean, not a story. I really, I really like that Shelton was was very wary of Cedric the whole time until they found a measure of peace. Mm-hmm. I know. And then now they're like they're they, they they got each other's back. It's great. Run with it. Do something with it. Let's just get like a backstage segment where they're talking about what their plans are or something. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Uh, we had an Oscar interview. Uh, she's asked how you going to approach this rematch. She says Rhea brought the fight last night, but now it's her turn. Uh, losing to Rhea was a nightmare, but tonight she's ready for for Rhea, and she'll once again be Raw Women's Champion. Uh, after that, Charlotte Flair comes back. She's looking like she's wearing some Tron Raw Gate proof technology. She had a really awesome outfit on. 
Uh, had a talk with the uh, Rawgate whistleblower. She did, yes, exactly. Next up, Charlotte in a flesh mech outfit. Uh, anyway, she makes the camera guy hold the ring ropes for her, so you know she's in a mood tonight. She says, uh, so here I am on the Raw After Mania. Usually I'd have that flare smile going, but I wasn't welcomed at WrestleMania. And I know what some of you are thinking. It's just one WrestleMania. You've been to five. She says, no, I am a franchise player. I'm a genuine superstar, and what I do is sacred. She says, it wasn't my fault for not being there. It was out of my control. Was it my fault Asuka needed a tag partner? Was it my fault my dad showed up acting a fool? Was it my fault Lacey Evans got pregnant and I didn't get to kick her ass? That opportunist Rhea challenged Asuka, defeated her, and a new champion was crowned. Out with the old, in with the new. And Asuka was able to uh, uh, politic her way into a rematch tonight. But she wasn't the only one thinking of opportunities. Everybody in the locker room, she starts naming off names. Says, Charlotte won't be there. This will be my opportunity. Kudos to Rhea. You're the biggest snake in the locker room. Well, karma's a bitch, and I am that bitch. She rattles off. Oh, this is where she rattles off every name in the women's mm-hmm. division. She says, no one compares to me. She says, you know, I was sitting at home watching WrestleMania. You know what I realized for the first time after seven years of being with this company? I don't steal opportunities. I am the opportunity. So to all you delusional fans sitting at home who think I steal opportunities from your favorites, I am that opportunity. I'm not apologizing for how good I am anymore. Bow down to the 13-time champ. No more humble Charlotte. Show some respect to what I brought to this industry. Years of my life, tears, blood, and sweat. And what have any of you given to me in return? Enjoy your title match, the one that I should have been in. So she is Charlotte. Cranked up to most Charlotte. 12, maximum maximum Charlotte. All the way up. Yeah. Yeah, she was totally interfering in this next match, and sure enough, she did. Uh, This match was going pretty good. Um, Asuka, Rhea Ripley rematch for the Raw Women's Championship. And then something just, something happened. The first thing that I noticed was Asuka going for a drop kick and Rhea being like two feet, maybe a foot away from, like away from the impact should have been. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Rhea put her in a reverse cloverleaf, slammed her down, got two of that, and then it just went completely off the rails. Yeah, it kind of fell apart a little bit. Uh, anyway, sure enough, they take it to the floor. Oscar uh, hits the DDT off the apron. Um, Charlotte comes out, uh, just annihilates Oscar in Rhea. Mm-hmm. Ringside. Starts doing the boohoo face, too. Started doing, oh, yeah. Hits some boots, explosion suplex, and hits yeah. some boots to each of them against the LED board. Um, so it looks like we're getting a triple threat between the three uh, of them at WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm. Probably what the WrestleMania batch should have been. I mean, when you introduced mm-hmm. Rhea two weeks before the show, you could have brought Charlotte back in too. Lots of lots of uh, story there between all this. This, you know, maybe Charlotte will be the. Uh, maybe she'll be the uh, you know the glue that holds the glue this, that this holds it together. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be a five star affair. They're all Maybe. great. They're all great wrestlers. Maybe you just need that extra yeah. ingredient, you know? Oh, I just froze. That's weird. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, after that, we had Miz and Morrison backstage. Uh, Maurice is there. Marius. And Morrison asks why. <laughs> and Miz says, what are you talking about? She's the guest on Miz TV tonight. And he goes, oh, all right. Hmm. Mm. Totally breaking them up. They're totally breaking. Don't get my hopes up, man. Okay, don't get my hopes up. Miss Morrison, breaking them up. We breaking them up. uh, RB Sugar Ray fries commercial. I just want some fries. Just want fries. All right. So after that, we had Nia and Shayna watching backstage. They kept on rewinding and watching over and over. Uh, Mandy uh, Rose slip on the ramp at WrestleMania. Mandy comes up to him. Shayna sort of saunters off. She says, you know, it was really embarrassing what happened at WrestleMania, but, you know, it happened real quick. Funny when you don't see stuff happening, or it's funny when you don't see stuff coming. And then she slaps Nia out of nowhere, and her and Dana shove her to the ground and walk away. Mm -hmm. 
after that, we got Alexa Bliss on the swing. She says, I bet you're wondering what was going on. She sort of tells her story, sort of confirms what we had speculated at. She said, once upon a time, there was a little girl. She was rescued by the darkness as my camera goes dark again. Uh, she says uh, she was rescued by the darkness. The darkness protected her. And they're sort of showing the story play out using clips from, you know, the whole story with her and Bray. It says the darkness protected her, nurtured her, taught her everything she knew. But then that darkness went away. They show a clip of uh, the fiend being burnt to death. It says, I wonder, is that what the little girl realized? That she never needed the darkness after all? How do you think it made her feel when she realized she could do everything on her own? Was the darkness helping her or was it standing in her way? Why would why else would she use what she was taught to help destroy the darkness? There's one thing we do know, though, along the way. I unlock something truly evil. Meet my new friend. Uh, was it Lily? Lily. Lily. Uh, for some, I have Louie Lily. here, but yeah, it's Lily. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Alabama was probably talking at the time. I was like, Louie? Who's Louie? Okay, cool. Right on. Lily. Uh, <laughs> hey, Louie. Uh, she says, trust me, our own our fun is just getting started. <laughs> it's Louie Dangor. It's a puppet of Louie Dangor. <laughs> I'm going to get my own Louie Dangor puppet. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. There you go. Oh, that's good. Um, so this isn't going the direction we exactly thought. Well, I guess kind of. We thought maybe that she was uh, usurping the fiend's power, and I guess to a degree she is. She's she's tapped into his power source and found that uh, it has made her stronger and uh, obviously doesn't need him anymore. Uh, it doesn't really seem like Alistair Black's going to work into this unless he is the power source. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. Well, we are human batteries, you know. Uh, the Matrix suggests that anyways, I guess. Isn't that what like they mm -hmm. were feeding off of? Uh, humans. It's been, so, it's been such a long time since humans. I've I've uh, I've seen that movie. Uh, after that, Ms. TV with a uh, special guest, Maurice. Man. Uh, Ms. is really talking up uh, how awesome it was that he took the L to Bad Bunny because he is the most talked about entertainer in all of entertainment. Um, and he answers the question, "Why is Maurice on Ms. TV?" Morrison says, "Yeah, I know, but you know, why don't you explain it for everybody else?" He says, "Because the season premiere of Ms. and Mrs. is debuting after Raw." Morrison pitches a spinoff with him as well. Miz says, no spinoff. You're on episode tonight. Uh, and then Miz starts taking credit for Bad Bunny's uh, great performance at WrestleMania. Um, says without him, Bad Bunny would have been a flop. And then he's interrupted by Damian Priest. Uh, Priest says that, you know, I was his partner, and I'm not even going to take credit for how great he was. He put in the work. He did the training. That's why he was good. Hey, Miz, didn't you say Bad Bunny didn't belong here? Uh, and Miz is wondering, hey, Priest, where were you in all the highlights I just showed? Because he showed a few highlights earlier. Uh, he says, you were getting upstaged by Bunny. Uh, I, on the other hand, Miz had plenty of Mania moments. I made a vetted Mania against John Cena. But, you know, Priest, if you want to uh, get some of my star power, how about we have a match tonight? And then Morrison says, well, hold on. I was just about to do that. I was about to challenge him to a match. And they start arguing. And then Maurice says, stop it. Yeah. Why don't you both fight him? You can both fight him. And then Priest calls him idiots. Says, if you want a handicap match, fine. Let's do it right now. Uh, Keep in I, mind uh, that the Miz I'll, is in I'll a suit. Yeah, and, and uh, Morrison is in like a leather jacket, mm -hmm. and, you know, like normal pants and and and, sh and boots. Mm -hmm. Not wrestling boots, but just like boots. Mm -hmm. And so that match happens after commercial. Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you know, this sort of goes typically how one of their handicap matches goes. Not well for Miz and Morrison. Uh, Priest hits the south of heaven. Morrison breaks it up, comes in. Priest takes him down. Miz tags in without Priest seeing it. He hits the lights out on Morrison. Miz comes in. Maurice prevents uh, Priest then from getting his finish on Miz. At some point, Priest basically stripped Miz down to his undies. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Priest gets distracted by Maurice on the apron. He's like, hey, you need to uh, mm, you need to go down uh, there. And, uh, and then Miz gets uh, a roll-up on Priest but puts his uh, legs uh, on like the third rope for like a cheating. And pin. Maurice was holding her, and she, his, yeah. his feet. Yeah, so they got the so sneaky. He rolls win up there. Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. yep. <sighs> uh, after that, we had a Naya and Shayna interview. Uh, interview throws to footage of the fight that happened, I thought, 30 minutes ago, but Naya corrected me in the course of her answer. They did a recap of something that happened just 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and she asked, 
Why was it necessary to show that? Same question I had. Yeah. Why was it necessary to show that? It just happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, she says, you did it just to embarrass me. Uh, Mandy and Dana orchestrated that attack to deflect attention from uh, Mandy's mania blooper. Well, they're in luck because after the match tonight, no one will be talking about them. Mm-hmm. And that happened next. And this is the most the most frustrating finishes I've seen in the match in a very long time. So <laughs> the tables were turned on Nia because she tripped up on the middle rope getting into the ring. And later on, she tries to get back on the apron, trips up again. Mm-hmm. And so Mandy and Dana are laughing whenever you know she trips up as being clumsy. And so after the second one, Naya is getting enraged at them for laughing at her. And so she gets the ring and Rob. And so they leave the ring. They just leave. Yeah. They walk up the ramp. Mm-hmm. They're just saying it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And they leave. They get counted out. What do you mean it's not worth it? You beat the tag champs, you might get a title shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and commentary is trying to explain it to us. We're like, well, you know, uh, Naya getting embarrassed is just as good as a win embarrassing Nia is not going to get them a tag title opportunity. So sorry. No, it's not the same thing. Here's where the logic continues to falter because if Nia Jax is having suddenly a fit of being clumsy, then there's a larger chance that she's going to advantage of that. She's going to screw up a move. She's going to slip, fall, you know, be in a a position to lose the match. I just, I just, the thing that bugs me is all, it's like, you know, I can, the, the writers are sitting around or Bruce and Vince or whatever. Well, you know how Mandy fell. Why not? Why not all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with no prompting, we have Naya be clumsy for a night. And then they will get to enact their their vengeance. Isn't that clever and ironic? No. Doesn't make any sense. Because why would she all of a sudden... Like, they didn't even explain why is Naya suddenly very clumsy when she never really is. I mean, there was the one bit with the hole, but that's simply because she went for a move and missed. That was motivating. You know why they didn't explain it? Because there's no explanation. (laughs) Right, yeah. There's no explanation behind it. Yeah. That's why. You know what they could do? It's simple. When uh, Mandy and Dana pushed her over, she bumped her head on something. Mm -hmm. There you go. There's Mm -hmm. an explanation, I guess. Have her come out the ring with an ice pack on her head. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they they kayfabe like a little lump from like the cartoons. Yeah, a little lump grows out. Something. That could have explained it. Short of that, there's no explanation. No, this really. is just something that made someone laugh. Vince. Vince. And probably And Bruce. they rolled with it. Yeah. Because they thought it was funny. And they're like, well, how are we going to get out of this situation? We can't have, we're not, you know, like they probably just didn't want Mandy and Dana, I guess even a non-title match, pitting the champs. What if they just get counted out because, because they think Naya getting embarrassing is just as good as a win. Yeah. All right, fine. <sighs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, let's talk about this. Was, this next bit was supposed to be, so this kicked off the third hour. Right. Set the main event for the night. I kind of feel like this should happen early in your show, but maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um so it's supposed to be Lashley's celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so MVP comes out. He's going to introduce Lashley. He said, but first, uh, introduce, or, sorry, uh, address the WWE Universe. Yeah, he talks about Lashley retaining the title at Mania. All they want to do today was celebrate and address all of you. But he decided it, uh, after what happened earlier, he didn't want to suffer any more foolishness. And so MVP offers up some words. He starts putting over Drew, calls him a warrior. 
tells him it's okay to be number two when Lashley is number one. We watched you pass out to the hurt lock. How does it, how do you feel today? Walking around with your head feel hot, held high? No, you can barely lift your head at all. If Drew can't handle the pressure of the hurt lock, then who can? No one. This brings out Drew McIntyre. Uh, he tells MVP, uh, you know, hey, how do you know how I feel right now? Uh, Drew knew many would come down to Claymore, a hurt lock, and whoever made the first mistake. He says, I'm mad enough to admit I made the first mistake. No excuses. When Lashley sinks in that hurt lock, there's not much he can do. He passed out. Uh, he tells MVP to keep wearing the fancy suits, pumping up Lashley, keep milking that cash cow. He wants Lashley on the tallest pedestal he can be on. So when he finally connects with the Claymore, he, uh, Lashley can far as far as far as possible, fall as far as possible. And when Drew wins, I'm sorry, yeah, when Drew wins, Lashley can look up at him as a new champ. Uh, MVP tells Drew nothing around here is given. Everything must be earned. Cue bronze music. MVP tells Drew to get to the back of the line and wonders why Braun is here. Braun says, for once, I agree with you, MVP. Drew lost. Back of the line. And he says, I moved to the front because I beat Shane. <laughs> he is the best in the world, Larson. We cannot forget that he, he is the... He was. They have not had a subsequent Best tournament. in the world! I just want some fries. Uh, so then Randall Keith Thornton is out next. He says, uh, Fiend, uh, Bliss are in my rear view. Uh, no more mind games. That means I have time to focus on being legend killer, Viper, more importantly, champion. This brings out Adam Pierce. He says, you're all making great points. You're all going to compete to three uh, in a triple threat match tonight. Winner gets Lash- Lashley at WrestleMania backlash. You know, it would have been awesome if Pierce came out and he said, you know what? Drew, Randy, you make great points. You guys fight for that title, for that title shot. And Braun's like, Braun, hey, wait sorry, a second. Braun, sorry, this match is only for former WWE champions. <laughs> I really, I really want there to be like a long-term bitter resentment towards Braun for uh, for manhandling that one time for headbutt. For headbutt, that's where I was a headbutt. And he continues. He's like Braun. Catering needs help cleaning up right now. If you can head back there, that'd be great. It's like on We Book Raw where Braun had to retire and he yes. came back to the arena, dressed his different jobs around the arena. Exactly. He's like, oh, fine. Only this time. Uh, so anyways, we come back from commercial. Drew and Braun run into each other, each other backstage. Braun says, uh, I know you saw what I did at Media. And Brew's like, yeah. Uh, Brew. Drew says, yeah, this isn't a cage match, though, man. If you get distracted, boom. And Braun says, I know it's not a cage match. Don't insult my intelligence. You saw what happened to the last guy who did that. He said, I don't think you understand. You're standing in my way of a title shot. You have a monster-sized ass woman coming your way. Braun. Uh, next, we get Elias and Riker against the New Day. Uh, Elias about to start a music performance. He dedicates it to Shane. He strums his guitar instead. Trombone does it again. Another trombone. Mm-hmm. And then Xavier Wood starts doing the New Day Rocks chant on the trombone. This brings out New Day. Uh, Kofi gives Elias crap. Um, saying, uh, you know, you need to apologize to the tag division for disgracing it uh, based on getting uh, your ass whooped all over Mania by Braun. And Wood says if something like that ever happened to them, they'd never show their faces around here again. Uh, Kofi says, yeah, uh, Riker and Elias should have bags over their head in embarrassment. All they could do was catch Braun's hands uh, and then New Day shames them. Um, And Elias goes, hold on. Then you catch a whip a whooping by a large <laughs> man yourself and lost the tag titles. And Wood says, "What we have here is a failure to communicate." Um, Kofi says, "It's not about us. It's about you. Fear not. The new day will bring honor back uh, by beating them tonight. Going to show them what a real tag team looks like." I think everything Xavier Wood said was a reference to some piece of pop culture. What we have uh-huh. here is a failure to communicate. I had to look up unacceptable condition. That was from Adventure Time. I want to go back and look oh. at all of his lines because he didn't say a lot, but it was all very unique language. And I'm like, okay, I know two of these are references to pop culture. Did he yeah. write a line for every, like every single line of his is some line of dialogue from a movie or something? He's a very Maybe. clever person. It wouldn't shock me. He is. He is that. very clever. He unacceptable clever. condition. Um, and so New Day did up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hit the uh, uh, daybreak to get the win. 
No, this was actually a pretty fun match. Yeah, um, no, this was funny. This is this is fun stuff. This is probably the best uh, Riker match we've seen. I mean, that's not saying a whole lot, but uh, him and Elias made for a decent tag team. But mm-hmm. yeah, in the end, uh, New Day got the win with their finish. Uh, after that, we had a Randy Orton promo. He said he's been distracted for the past six months with Fiend and Alexa, but they've disappeared. Now he can focus on WWE title. After that, we had the return of Firefly Funhouse. Bray says, welcome, Fireflies. It's good to be back. He says, especially with all my true friends. And uh, Abby uh, uh, says, yeah, I don't miss Alexa. She was a B. And then uh, <laughs> Bray says, no, that's not nice to say that about people. And then Abby says, F that. And uh, he just says, witches be wildin'. And then uh, he kisses Ramblin' Rabbit, acting like he's about to kill him. And then he just kisses him. And he's like, oh, what would you think was going to happen? And then he says, no matter what happens, we have each other. We'll always have each other. This will be a brand new start for us, a new season, new friends, and a brand new me. And then some like uh, uh, church uh, uh, organ music starts playing, and he starts doing the faith healing routine stuff. He's like, you're healed. You're healed. And he says, I feel reborn. I will heal you, Huskus. I'll heal you, Mercy. He will return. No more clout chasing. So No more clout chasing in this simulation, he said. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Which made me laugh. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty good. Uh, next main event: Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman versus Randall Keith Orton. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this match was when Braun was making his entrance and saw uh, Drew's sword sticking out of the stage and laughed at it. <laughs> Just a little chuckle. Yeah, like that that entertained me. Yeah, uh, this saw uh, Drew and Orton work together for a bit, try to take Braun out of the equation. Uh, mixed results at best. Um, a lot of stuff on the floor happening. Ring steps involved. Of course, belly to backs. Oh, that Orton hit a belly to backs on the... Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Did he hit a belly to back on the announce table? That's like uh, one of his standard things. I don't think he hit that here. Um, Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, finish. Orton hits uh, Braun with an RKO. Covers. Drew breaks up the pin with the Claymore and then covers Randy to get the win. Drew will face Bob Lashley backlash and as you mentioned beginning of the show drew celebrates mvp walks out on the stage mason t-bar attacking from behind double choke slam mm-hmm. yeah i appreciated MVP the um soaks it in the finish of that was pretty cool the claymore just came out of nowhere yeah it's pretty rad yeah breaking up a pin with it and then getting the win with it that was pretty cool yep all right let's it was go. fun it was 12 minutes or something like that mm-hmm. non-stop yeah yeah it was good stuff it was fun uh king blast with the sub thank you king blast Go ahead and answer some questions. We have a thread up here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. And of course, we also uh, answer questions from the friendos here in the Twitch chat live. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Cameron Bortolazzo says, so no Joe on commentary. He says most likely means he's heading to SmackDown. Do you think it'll be on commentary or in-ring return? I was hoping, you know, when MVP gave his promo... And he said, no one, no one can get out of the hurt lock. And the most obvious person came out to respond to him, Drew McIntyre. I was hoping it'd be somebody else. And my, you know, I was really hoping for Samoa Joe. But man, I won't be mad if Roman Reigns is the next challenger, maybe after Backlash, because maybe they'll rerun something from that. Um, but I'm hoping that Samoa Joe wait, steps wait, wait, up wait, to wait. Him. rerun something from what? WrestleMania with Roman, both Edge and Daniel Bryan. He stacked them. What is there to to run back? I agree, but seemingly, That's seemingly conclusive. <laughs> Edge is going to be gone for a while. This is the third time he's beat Daniel Bryan. There's no, there's no. I hope you're right. I hope mm. you're right. I hope you're mm-hmm. right. Rest something because mm-hmm. something something called WrestleMania backlashes seems so beneath Roman, anyways. That you're absolutely right. There should be one title match. There it should be Bob Lashley. That should be the one, mm-hmm. you know, title, the large title, a, a big title rematch. I agree. World title. World title. World yes. title. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's called WrestleMania Backlash. Are they just going to redo everything? Maybe. It's a remix, man. Is there a different way you can stack Edge and Daniel Bryan on top of each other? Well, you can put Edge on the bottom and Daniel Bryan on top. Otherwise, no. <laughs> 
Can you put them both in a trench coat on on top of each other's shoulders? On top of each other, and <laughs> we they still had their shoulders to be on the mat. Yeah, well, he could he could you know pin the the tall person in the trench. But coat. But then I he'd have know. to rather than pin across, he'd pin long ways. So double roll up, covering both of them. Yeah, nothing beats the stack up though. Yeah, they're not gonna do any, they're not gonna revisit any of that. All right. uh, Ultimate coder with the sub. Thank you very much. Uh, thick and rugged. Says just like Matt Hardy, Vince doesn't know how to use Bray. Oh, I think I think that Vince knows how to use Bray. I think he just says, "Hey, Bray, do what you want to do." But you know, if I want to make a quick change to it, that's going to happen, and you're going to have to roll with it. Sounds seems like they have a pretty sweet, uh, you know, because Bray just keeps on going. He just keeps on moving on, you know. So it's like, hey, he lets me do what I want to do, and then I have to deal with his bullshit. But you know what? It's better because he gets Bray gets all sorts of time off, also, which is kind of cool. Like that dude, he just yeah, shows up, has nice. a couple matches, leaves for months. Um, he's an attraction. He's an attraction. Just, uh, realizes that. Yeah. Uh, David Matushek, uh, after Adnan Kirk, uh, Verks, Kirk, golly, after Verks hiring by WWE, what other non wrestling personalities who do have knowledge of the business should give it a shot? Tony Romo. Does Tony Romo have knowledge of is he a pro wrestling fan? Probably. Isn't everybody? He's from De- well, no, he played in Dallas. Where's he from? But he went to he went to college in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I, I think. Know. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Who, that's, who else in the who wait. else who else what other non wrestling personalities that has knowledge of the business should give it a shot? Oh, sorry. He went to uh, Roma. Went to Eastern Illinois. Sorry. There you go. Um, he was somewhere in the Midwest. Um, I'm trying to think if I know anybody else, or know of anybody. I mean, other than athletes who I know are wrestling fans. And for some reason, I'm drawing a blank. Rod just felt. It felt like Rod just took all my life force from me. Uh, how about uh, Michelle Beadle? Okay. Wasn't she? Was she was like? Mm-hmm. Wasn't mm-hmm. she like mm-hmm. involved or something? I don't know. I think she's been on. She's been at Raw's before. Yeah, Nats is Corey still on SmackDown? Uh, they didn't say anything in the release today, the announcement today, whether he was still on SmackDown or not. Yeah, they didn't say anything about that. Uh, Stephen Dunnigan. I only saw a little bit of Raw, but what I saw seemed lackluster. Is the Raw after Mania hype dead or just on hiatus due to no fans? It hasn't been a. It hasn't. There hasn't been a good Raw after Mania in a while. I mean, it, it's every year it happens, and then every year it gets worse and worse. People are like, uh. well, in the last two years, there's no fans there. They're not going to try to do every, something huge with no fans there. You know. Yeah, but even even in the proceeding, the problem was yeah, that yeah. there was a run of Raws after Mania that were really good. You, know, yeah. you had all these European fans there who were going crazy, uh, who were just like over the top participating and stuff. Wasn't which wasn't wasn't it the Raw after Mania that uh, Corey had to say or Michael Cole had to say people that are normally booed are yeah. going to be cheered and vice versa. Yeah. There it, it developed a reputation, and there was a run Stop. of years when cool shit happened, and then that just stopped. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they were like okay. We can't have people coming out here and cheering the heels. Let's just make Raw after Mania as boring as possible. Let's make it really lame. But people are really slow to pick up on it because it's a yearly thing. But there was there was a couple of years and like call-ups would happen and cool shit would happen and trades would be made yeah. or whatever. I mean, like uh, Mania 33 after that, we, uh, Nakamura got called up. Mm-hmm. Revival got called up. Uh, Roman had that great promo to kick off the show where he got booed for like 10 minutes straight. Yes. You know the year that of I course, think it, Nakamura getting called up was on SmackDown, but it was you know the next day. You know anyway. the year that I think it changed. You remember it was? I'm pretty sure was it the Raw after Mania or SmackDown after Mania when Bob. I think it was SmackDown when Bob Roode debuted. SmackDown, yeah. When Bob Roode debuted, he came out. It was the year after that, and we were like after 34. Yeah, and we were like, why is he smiling so much? What's his problem right now? And I think he had like a really long match against. Um, Aiden English and uh, you know no offense to Aiden English drama King Matt seems like an awesome guy and everything but at the time his character seemed to be in a position where he shouldn't be having like a 10 minute long match with Bob Roode who just come off being the NXT champion and it was like why is it taking him so long to beat this guy 
And it's like, why is he smiling so much? Oh, my God, they lobotomized him. Seemed that way. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie says, something better than Raw, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Shotzi, and Ember Moon versus The the Way announced for NXT tomorrow. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no. Um, Alex. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Alex Foster. Yep. What former WWE superstar who isn't in the Hall of Fame yet should return to be a manager like MVP? Also, who should they manage? Clearly, it's RVD should be uh, managing Riddle. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. RVD probably wants to uh, wrestle some more, though. Probably. Uh, White Brownie says Rhea on Raw Talk calls what Charlotte did disrespectful. She calls Charlotte jealous and scared because she is old and afraid she's going to get replaced. She is sick and tired of Charlotte Flair and is done with this interview because she doesn't want to hear that name anymore. Mm. Oh, Banger says Rude debuted after SummerSlam. I thought it was Mania. Okay. Oh. All right. Okay. Uh, JTV says, what licensed song, what licensed, licensed song would you give to each raw champion? Um, well, Rhea's theme song is fine. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Rhea's theme song is good. What would you give to, uh, Bob Lashley? Um, method man's bring the pain. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's good. What about, what about uh, AJ and Amos? Um, um, I know it's been that kind of night. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a song that has something to do with really, really short things and really tall things. Yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right. We're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15 second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, Mm -hmm. movies, yes, TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give off crazy stories about our day to day lives. Yeah. Check us out on the new Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Big Easy, how does this Fiend Alexa feud play out? Is it even a feud? Do you think we get a match or a proxy? I don't know. I don't know. What, the Alexa Bray thing? What are we talking about here? Yeah. Alistair Black. It maybe should be, should be yeah, maybe Alexa's proxy will be Alistair. She needs to be the higher power for a faction. Alistair mm-hmm. Black, a rebranded Asuka. And who Carrion Cross. And Car- <laughs> yeah, Carrion Cross. There you go. Star Lord who? who? With uh, some bits. Says, Thanks for having the best pro wrestling podcast ever. Thank you, Star Lord. Uh, Heel Long Heavy says, maybe a justification for the count out is that they were almost certain to lose anyway, so quit while you're ahead. Okay. Well, then you should just give up. You should just stop being a wrestler. <laughs> because yeah. if you're if you're out there yeah. with the champions and you're like, oh, I'm going to give up because I'm going to get my ass whooped, which is, which is what the point was. Oh, yeah. she's so mad now. That she's likely to hurt us. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Is what they said. <laughs> there you go. The idea, yeah. There you go. Jorge D says, Steve, the song you're thinking about is Short People by Randy Newman. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> they use that song in, uh, in, in Semi-Pro. <laughs> Nobody likes short people. <laughs> oh, that's good. 
Dr. Lipkin, if Nia is being clumsy, she's the number one person I want to stay away from. I like to remain concussion-free. This is kayfabe clumsy. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel the point, though. Moses Poses says, I love that Rhea won yesterday, but I've seen how many aren't as excited. How is this push different than Finn's main roster debut? Wait, who's? Sorry. Finn. He's saying, I love that Rhea won yesterday, but I've seen many who aren't as excited. How is this push different than Finn's main roster debut? Because Finn had to overcome Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And Rhea Ripley had to overcome Asuka, who if this was Asuka coming out of NXT, if this was for the NXT title, that would have been like, wow, that's crazy. But imagine having to overcome like Shayna and then Asuka. That's what Finn had to do. And the way it was presented when Finn was drafted really high out of NXT. It's a huge deal. And then like when they announced it, everybody turned to him like he was this massive star. It's mm-hmm. a lot of it is just has to do with presentation. If he's presented like this hot shit big deal, then it, we're gonna think as an audience, holy crap, this guy's awesome. He's really cool. He's a big deal. He's yeah. a big deal. And then he they had him win Roman, uh, beat Roman, and then Raw, at, yeah. at SummerSlam in the main event, he beat Seth. Well, was it like the main the event? Match. Second to last, no, it was Randy and Brock was the main event. Oh yeah, that's right. That was such an awkward match. That was. Hip Hop Hippo says, I'm so forgiving when it comes to Raw because I usually watch it while I'm playing video games and Mandy and Dana just walking away because someone else slipped got me heated about something I don't even really care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Marvin McGee says, let's say draft is happening next week. Pick... I'm not going to go five. I'll go two each. Two men, two women. That should change brands. That should change brands. Asuka needs to go to SmackDown. Asuka needs to go to SmackDown. Fresh start. Yeah, that'd be cool. Her and Bianca would be great. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we have uh, someone going from SmackDown to Raw in the women's division. Bailey. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. She's done a lot of stuff right. down. Uh, a swap in the men's division. Uh, I would say. Mm-mm. Orton, put Orton back on SmackDown. All right. I think that'd be fun for him to challenge Roman Reigns. And that's a big. Mm-hmm. That's another big win for Roman over a huge name. Mm-hmm. And Gordon. Mm-hmm. All right, who from SmackDown goes to Raw then? Uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, big E, put him back with New Day. Have him do solo stuff there, but with New Day. All right. Like I'm tired of this half in, half out stuff. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's a good answer, though. You can put Daniel Bryan anywhere. Anyways, yep. you got one more good question here on the uh, Twitch? Uh, let's see. Oh, we have another whole question here from Night by Night. Let's hear it. Lesnar welcomes the challenge of beating up six-foot rap people and accepts your invitation to join them, unfortunately, or join the team, sorry. Unfortunately, Keith Lee and Braun are far less keen and turn you down. Their reluctance spreads throughout the locker room. And no one steps up to join the fight. As this is beginning to look a lot more like a four-on-three handicap scenario in the making, you decide to train harder. What raw superstar do you ask to help train, help you train for your match? Seth. Well, if, oh wait, oh raw superstar. It's raw superstar. But here's the thing: if the if the locker rooms heard about this, and they weren't no part of the fight, why would I think they'd be even be keen to train me? Well, because if I was like, well, they, no, I, you know, yeah. want nothing to do with it. Uh, for me, it would be Seamus, so I can get a part of that Celtic warrior workout. I would just train with Brock. On his farm. He's like, yeah. okay, lift that bale of hay. And you're like, it's really heavy. And he's like. It's like, sorry, Brock, I, that just gave me a hernia. He's like, lift it or you get an F5. You're like, okay, I mean, F5s actually kind of look kind of fun, so can we do yeah. that? 
<laughs> he doesn't. It really hurts. <laughs> yeah, it gives you a shoot F5. Like there, now you pick up that bale of hay. Well, you just dropped me on my face. It's going to be in a few minutes, Brock. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. On that note, Larson, congratulations. You made it through Roster Mania. Uh, you get smooth ride from here. Uh, well, tomorrow's a lighter day. That's nice. I yeah, I know. Exactly. Nice. We got just a couple little things here and there to do. And then we're all good. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.